0: They say that all in love is fair Oh, but you don't care You'll know what to do When it gets hold of you
1: speak of time, gentlemen, I'm referring to the fourth dimension. Go on, George. Well, the difficulty in
2: explaining the fourth dimension is that it cannot be seen or felt. If you don't mind, George, would you refresh me on the, on the first three dimensions? Oh, really,
0: Philby? Surely they taught you something in school? <laughs> Suppose you explain it, Doctor. Huh? Oh, certainly. Well, for example, when I move in a straight line Forward
2: or backward That's one dimension And when I move to the left or right Two dimensions And when I move up or down Three dimensions
1: For instance, that box Well, that box has three dimensions Length, breadth, and height
2: Yes, but what is the fourth dimension? Oh, well, that's it Oh, that's mere theory. No one really knows what the fourth dimension is, or even that it exists. On the contrary,
1: Doctor. The fourth dimension is as real and true a dimension as any of the other three. In fact, they couldn't exist without it. What do you mean? Well, let's take that box. It has the first three dimensions, as you said. Oh, all right, but what's in that box? I'm coming to that. Let's consider this first. Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? because we have no freedom of movement within it. You see, we can move in the other three. Up, down, forward, sideways, backward, as the the doctor said. But when it comes to time, we are prisoners. Do you follow me, Brighton?
3: No. George, you've given a most lucid explanation and all that, but I'm afraid I don't quite understand. Walter, look,
1: there are many things in this world you don't understand, aren't
3: they? Yes, quite. Quite a number.
1: Well, 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 you don't refuse to believe in them because of that, do you? No, not if I can see the proof with my own eyes. Good, Walter. Gentlemen, all I'm asking you to
2: do now is to witness a demonstration of the possibility of movement within the fourth dimension. Thank you, I Fight Dragons, for that wonderful song. God, it gets better every time I listen to it. Love it. Uh, and welcome to graphically novel presents time traveling uh my name is josh wasta aka fallout fieri and with me is my my main man uh the the co-pilot in this uh journey that is these time travel movies mr will Asbil, good to see you sir
0: good to see you too sir
2: (laughs) and our uh our always third uh here for the ride and to offer a little bit of a woman's perspective uh Miss Ann Asville. Anne, good to see you, too. Howdy, folks. Good to see you, too. And uh, gracing us with her presence today, uh, auditing when she needs a laugh. It is the Baronessa, Miss Jennifer Howland, my lovely wife. Jennifer, hello. Hello. Woo! So uh, we have been through uh, time loops, uh, which was our episode zero. We have been through Back to the Future. Um... And now we're gonna do uh, a film that I had never watched before, uh, that Will put on the list when we were deciding the five top most important uh time travel movies, and that is The Time Machine from nineteen sixty. Uh Will, give us a little bit of why this made the list.
0: I remember seeing this like when I was like under twelve years old and I just remember the practical effects and the scene designs and even the time machine design. I was kind of like, this is really cool. And I honestly, I had not watched it probably
2: in years, probably as a majority of like a time jump. Right. (laughs) And 80,000 years. Yep.
1: (laughs) And had you seen this before? I had seen it when I was a kid that was sort of nuts for classic movies as a child. Uh, I had not seen it since then. So I have some very different perspectives on it from when I was a kid, because there's a lot of stuff I didn't notice. Yeah. Especially because I hadn't read the book yet, so I didn't have comparison, but now I do. <laughs> Hollywood.
2: You're right. Jen, you also watched this in the past and remembered a very different movie, uh,
3: specifically Color. Yes. Um, In my mind, when he was like, have you watched the movie? I said, yes, absolutely. I've seen that. And I have seen this multiple times, but in my head, it was black and white movie. Ah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had not seen the movie. I, I am actually in my, um, in my sci-fi, uh, I, I am big Vonnegut Ray Bradbury. I've read, um, a, a bunch of, uh, that kind of generation, um, Asimov, I've read some of, I never really got into H.G. Wells. I think at a formative time, I read uh, War of the Worlds, um, the script for the for the uh, t- uh, radio play. And I know I've listened to the radio play. And I think that's as far as I really went with H.G. Wells. Um, and part of that is, I, watching this uh, really kind of reminded me, I have kind of a block when it comes to any movie or media older than i am and i I, I, and i know that that's an affront to people with taste such as my wife and definitely Anne. uh but i i don't know it's something like bringing up baby i can do uh marx brothers i can do but and i think it is just those movies are not quite as slow in the beginning
1: that's fair that's very fair I will say that the book is pretty distinct from their adaptation of the film in a lot of different ways. Um, but H.G. Wells also, he was he's not that much of a formative sci-fi writer for me. I like it. I know he's an early of the genre, although people then, of course, discredit Mary Shelley and Frankenstein, which is the true origin of the genre. But H.G. Right. Wells wrote for kids. These were, you know, short stories that were palatable for children because that's who science fiction stories were marketed to and seen as readable by at that time.
2: Yeah, so yeah. it
1: wasn't really adult fiction by any stretch of the imagination.
2: So, going and watching it, obviously, we all of us have watched it a while ago. Jen, so long ago that uh, nothing had been in Technicolor yet. Um, <laughs> but what, what did people think going back and watching it now? And I'll, I'll save my first time uh, kind of notes for after
0: i i now realize that there isn't a lot of character depth for a lot of characters um it's kind of limited on story you don't really have a great villain but it's still like it's still fun especially if you like turn your brain off it's still a silly movie but i still love it also if you google like the h.g wells time machine like poster from the 1960s the poster looks dope
2: oh yeah no the the poster is what so um we have a shared voodoo account between several of us and that's where when i buy movies for the shows or whatever i always put it on that voodoo account and that is like when you're flipping through that is like the movie cover uh and yeah it's very cool (laughs) so ann uh any new thoughts anything new to, to to bring to this watching it as uh as an
1: adult so, some three decades later, holy shit! Does Hollywood feel the need to shoehorn in a romantic storyline in every goddamn work they put it out, even yeah. when it has no place right. in the work or in the origins, and also creates a really uncomfortable, sexy baby type of thing <laughs> that is something that I very much don't enjoy that gets done a lot.
2: Well, you know, and and the really actress, sexy,
1: but they've got the mind of three-year-old,
2: <laughs> right. Well, and also, when they started filming, uh, she wasn't 18 yet.
1: Oh. Oh, That's gross. And what what really puts the the cherry on top of all of this is, in the books, specifically in the book, the Illoy are described as very frail creatures. It is difficult to determine their gender, according to the time traveler himself. And the only one that's, like, really identified as a female is Wima, but the relationship is more, she's like a pet. (laughs) <laughs> or a really small child that right. toddled around after him right not a romantic interest
3: no not at all the thing i think that made that even more of a standout for me was the fact that she couldn't form a complete sentence until she wanted to know if she was pretty <laughs> mm-hmm. right
2: how do women wear their hairs in your, ha- we- their hair in, their their in your hair time.
3: in your time it's like Girl, you didn't even know what a fucking dress was
1: an I mean, hour a ago. So during that scene, was that says, "Do you have anyone there? Anyone yeah. like me? No, no one like you. You dumb, sexy baby." <laughs> <laughs> like, why?
3: Well, and then his oh, response and then his response was, Well, yes, there is one woman. She's my housekeeper. Ha ha
1: well, ha ha. Well, you I know just... that's the most important thing a woman can be good for. Let's not forget that. Right.
2: Uh Will, I want you to, to do something. The next time you get a card for Anne, like yeah. anniversary, birthday, whatever, oh, yeah. I want you to put in it, happy anniversary, you big dumb sexy baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Watch. she's gonna get fan letters that to be like, "We love you, big dumb sexy baby."
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh Jen, new thoughts other than Weema? Because man, we could go off on Wima for a while. It's Actually, it, we could
1: Wena. go direct right line from Weena to, right. yeah. to Dallas in the Fifth Element. I yeah. Have-
3: It it was so. My thoughts were um, very Victorian, very very Victorian. So yes, that was right. You know, the guys were like, "Don't be silly. That's not proven." Victorian men science, (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) except for Scrooge McDuck. He's a good friend. He's a real one,
3: right? And then and then when he is with the Eloy, he's like upset that that they don't mark him as like his whole, that whole dinner scene where he gets upset because no one falls for his conversation bait. My,
2: my, my note that I had for that is Rod learns what it's like to have a meal with teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's just, nobody's talking to him or acknowledging him or really wanting to talk to him at all. Yeah.
3: Well, and the other thing was the scene and when he finally someone's like, oh, we have books and he goes and he finds the old decrepit library Um, was the scene and the end of Planet of the Apes.
2: You blew it up. (laughs) God damn you. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. um, The whole the, the first of all, the book thing. I'm like, oh, okay, so a page was frail, cool, and you really value books, that's fine. Why don't you just smash one in your hands? <laughs> also, it's, uh, I mean, just drive the point home. Like, just have a little plaque somewhere that just says Alexandria.
3: Well, also, the whole scene in with the Eloy and the Morlocks was um, fragile white male privilege.
2: The entire movie is yeah. fragile yeah. white male pr- privilege. It
3: just was brought more to from The other thing that I thought was amusing was how I befriended the mannequin in the store across the street. Mm. We are both eternal.
2: You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: well, I mean... Hey, well, okay. That brings
3: up another time traveler. Yeah, I was
1: just going to say, that brings right into the Umbrella Academy and... Files. Yes! <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true thank
1: you Anne.
2: oh oh you know I what now i'm, now I'm I catching
1: like future time travel man yeah. this the umbrella academy what that I'm is
2: listening? i'm guessing that is probably a nod to the time machine now that i'm thinking about it that's really funny um i want to stick the book, on though? the male privilege real quick because the whole plot is male privilege yeah. like he says that the entire reason he wanted to go to the future was to get technology from the future and bring it back to the past. So like, that was his... A time beef. <laughs> yeah, like, that was his goal. <laughs> Not a successful one. No, which is good. Although... But uh,
3: he did the opposite.
2: Well, yes. Except that flower probably caused a zombie outbreak.
3: No. <laughs> he did the opposite. He goes back. Yeah. So he takes technology from the past to the future.
2: Well, in my... Uh, research on the d i found out that that was because uh it was sequel bait
3: yeah
2: they were setting up a sequel yep yeah
1: and also a much more hopeful future than the end of the book ever brought me right
2: which again didn't didn't read the book so i'm not sure what the differences there are
1: well in the book after the whole Eloy and Warlocks thing he keeps going and he like travels further into the future and he's on a beach getting attacked by giant crabs and the sun is like hanging red and huge in the sky. And then he goes further in the future and he can't barely breathe the air and the only sign of life is like this black tentacle monster. And then he goes back and does the whole dinner party. <laughs> and then he just disappears again the next day. Ha! Huh.
2: Doc- <laughs> Dr. Samuel Beckett never returned home.
1: <laughs> Which I also, Sorry. they brought in some knowledge of the future into the story that was not obviously present in the book, like it was written in 1895. He didn't know about World War One. He didn't know about World War II. He saw war as a terrible thing and saw it creating a bleak future and wrote a story based on that. So we inserted all of that, but it's 1960. Computers mm. are very much a thing at this point. And yet the idea of any knowledge being stored in computers in the future, they just completely disregard. Right. all the troubled books, which I just I think it's funny the things that they chose to include and then didn't choose to include.
2: Yeah, I mean, I find it, like, it's the details that really I I found. Like, I was laughing at things I probably shouldn't laugh at. Like, he walks in a room and he's like, hey, guys, uh, let me show you uh, time travel. Uh, Give me a cigar. And he, like, just snaps this dude's cigar in front of him for really no reason. There was no reason to put the cigar in the little...
3: The no, in, a seat seated position. in a little time machine In the
2: seated position. I'm like, you just ruined a cigar. <laughs> also, uh, how
1: did he how? How yeah. did he build miniaturization? The what the fuck kind of keybler elf tools did he
2: have <laughs> access to that right.
1: allowed that? <laughs> uh,
2: also, when it comes to Alan Young, I was making Scrooge McDuck jokes and then I hit him on IMDb and found out he actually was the voice of Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then at one point he says, I have no desire to tempt the laws of providence, and I don't think you should. It's not for a man to trifle with. Which is six full years before we get the, you cannot change the laws of physics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. Um, oh my god. So he is proto-Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> he was
1: honestly my favorite part of the whole movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, him and him playing his own son. Uh, With less of an accent, so well done. What was that? Tragically British, not a Scottish son.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, Also, way too unintentionally fuck with your best friend's kid. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Hey, I'm
2: gonna see you in the next 30 years. What? What? Bye. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. You won't, like, none of this will really be impactful to you because the Earth is about to get fucking nuked.
1: We were actually doing some research and the whole, uh, the volcano scene with the lava running through London. They saw yes. oatmeal, red, the lava is gallons of oatmeal.
2: That's amazing. Top bat marvel. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay so um i really only have two more notes one of which is um i think we should start a list of time travel rules and time travel 101 will be if you have a time machine do not leave the time machine unless you have to Mm -hmm. like there is no reason to be like oh i'm at eighty thousand years in the future guess i'll walk around (laughs) also uh
0: I think Anne had a comment about, like, the nuke going off in 1966, and he's, like, way the fuck away from the machine when it goes off.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We had another Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull moment. Like, he would have been vaporized in the initial blast.
2: <laughs> right. Well, he's and, a
0: protagonist, and, So he's got plot armor. So. Right.
2: <laughs> well, and also, he's not willing to go with all of the people who are, like, go into the bunker, go into the bunker. But he follows the Eloy, like, forever to go to their place. They're sexy and blonde. Right, right. Well, they are blonde (laughs) and young. Baby blonde. They're
3: they're blonde and young, and that's about it.
2: You big dumb baby.
3: (laughs) I believe she just said, "You dumb baby." You
2: dumb baby. That's true. She did not. There was no big
3: sexy baby.
2: Dumb sexy baby. There we go. Uh, And then the last note that I have is. hey, and that's like the whole comparison of that would be like us going and talking to people from Bali. Bali and Europe had been trading by 1900 for 400 years. Yeah, <laughs> That was just an unnecessary dig at Bali.
3: Yeah, why?
2: Because well, mid 20th century yeah. uh, views of other races and countries.
1: They don't like to call it white supremacy, but you know, white supremacy.
2: Right, yeah. right. Well, it it was American white supremacy, and that made it okay. Yeah.
3: Well, and your first rule about not leaving the time machine, it it is always going to be broken if the lead character is a white man. That's true. Because white male privilege. No one is going to touch my stuff because it's mine.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most other other people, like when it comes to science and stuff, would have gone five days in the future like went and fucked with one of their friends (laughs) or something. And then like gone back and be like, Hey, guess what's going to happen in five days to all of you. Yeah. (laughs) And don't you ever laugh at me ever again.
3: (laughs) Also, if he were truly a scientist, he would not have. Yes, there would have been scientific. No, it would have been scientific.
2: Yeah. (laughs) There would have been real experimentation and boring shit. Also, he would have sent the cigar like, two minutes into the future right. like doc brown
3: right also the time machine would not have had velvet and crystal and chinese uh uh c- ceramics
2: i'm gonna argue that that's more victorian than it really is that's victorian science
0: look if you can't put crush velvet in your
3: time
2: machine what's the point
1: i've seen casper <laughs> i know what's up that all tracks is really? very <laughs> <laughs>
2: But to go back to back to the future, what's the point of making a time machine if you can't do it with a little style? I know, right? I mean, Doc Brown makes a DeLorean. That's pretty much the the DeLorean the eighties version of the Victorian <laughs> velvet sled, which was also my nickname in high school.
3: <laughs> ladies,
0: ladies. <laughs>
3: I just threw up a little in my mouth just imagining him tipping his trilby.
2: Which I actually wore in high school.
3: Oh no. Oh god.
2: Black trilby, black trench coat. Woo!
1: It's a look.
2: It was a 1997 look.
1: You know? (laughs) Like
2: pre-Columbine.
1: Blessedly, blessedly.
2: Yes. So, uh, yeah, let's... Oh yeah, go ahead. go right ahead
1: um i will say i think the way that they visualized time travel itself with the time-lapse photography was pretty cool for the time and then way cooler and super metal when it was rapid decomp on a morlock corpse like that was badass
2: yeah you want to hear something even better what that wasn't photography so like the apple growing and everything uh-huh. That was a painting. That's that amazing. Was, they painted it. They filmed it. The guy painted it over again. And so, like, it was a painter going through and adding just a little bit at a time.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. That does make it cool.
2: And we're going to put a little, happy little
0: apple here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the piece oh, that is more Victorian, when he tells this whole story and they're like, no, really, where were you this last week? And the one dude's just like, you know, it's not unusual for a gentleman to lose a week. Oh, the times of opium where that was like a normal thing you could say. Like we oh, were discussing God, that. that, I was like,
2: for five days, I've lost an hour, I've lost an evening. That's as far as it really should go. <laughs> <Totally> <laughs> and arguably, yeah, and arguably it shouldn't even really go that far. But we've all been in our twenties.
1: It's <laughs> happened.
2: Oh man. Turns
0: out he got he got stuck in future TikTok.
2: <laughs> uh, well, we see a little Morlock there in the in the painting. That's that's uh, that's not an accident of nature. It's or it's not a mistake of nature. It's more of a happy little accident.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, also, we we actually when we're thinking about it, it's like yeah, we get it. Eloy are like docile, but. Holy fuck, do they just, like, not give a shit?
2: us <laughs> in the river. Well,
1: it, it's, it's the establishment of society. Yet again, we have the privilege of white men inserting itself. We see this completely othered society yeah. that we have no part in, mm-hmm. that we have no real knowledge of, and we see it set up a certain way, and we're immediately like, no, 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 no. That's not the way we do things. Let's fix this. Right. He starts the whole problem. Well, he also. the warlocks.
2: Right. I mean, everybody was pretty happy with what was going on, you know? <laughs> the system was fine. And also, if you want to shock me, this is this is speaking from a position 63 years after this film was made, okay? But mm-hmm. if you want to shock me, maybe don't call the people that will eventually be shown to be cattle as cattle several times uh, before you find out they're being eaten like cattle. Cannibalism!
3: Uh.
2: Right, which at that point by the way, uh Morlocks have have kind of evolved or changed enough that it's not really cannibalism. It's like, you know, us eating monkeys. <laughs> it
3: happens. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: So <laughs> things
3: happen when we do it, but sometimes we're Morlocks.
0: So a funny thing happened before we watched uh rewatched it, uh Anne sent me a message asking what we should eat.
2: <laughs> movie. chill monkey brains and what
1: matches with this
0: and I, i'm just like i don't know it's a british guy going in the future and the morlocks are eating like these humans uh, stir fry
2: <laughs> long pig
1: i suggested pork <laughs>
2: very nice
0: <laughs> well done a
1: conversation about would we try human if we were ever offered and- well, I, the pussy.
0: I, I pussied out. I was like, but I, I was like, kept on bringing up, like, what's the situation? Like, are you like, am I am right? I is, is this for
2: entertainment or is this to survive?
0: Is, is, if it's a survival situation, then I,
2: I, I guess I gotta. You do have to say spadoinkle before you do it, though. <laughs> spadoinkle?
1: I said try. I don't want to set up a steady diet of human and develop brain parasites. Just
2: <laughs> Trials.
1: Jeez. Okay, what out of all know?
2: of us, Anne's Here's the first number. one. Anne's the first one to become a Wendigo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if this con- if this conversation
0: is ever used in a court recording, just be just to be clear, we are joking about cannibalism. We are yeah. joking about the cannibalism. If anybody on this recording eventually does cannibalism. We were joking at this time.
2: Wink, wink.
0: Wink, wink. (laughs) You
2: can't say wink, wink after that if you wanted to stand up in a court of law. (laughs) I'm innocent, Your Honor. Wink,
1: (laughs) wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real.
2: Uh, That's right.
0: Also, what I really loved was the... I love his friends. His friends, probably the that's his like ride or die guy right there. Yeah. He looked in the as the estate holder when he fucked off. Yeah. David McDuck. Yeah. 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 And the other white guys hanging out waiting for him to show up for dinner um, are just dicks when the, the, the small
2: time machine disappears. They are
0: dicks all they're the they're way
1: apples. through. They have English accent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, bitch. You made something disappear.
1: Which, by the way,
2: in 1900, you vaporized something. I don't care if you say it went to the future. They're interested in vaporizing shit.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, also, that makes me believe that... How many guys were there? Five friends? Yeah. So... In Victorian times, you can count on one out of five of your friends as being honestly true friends. Is that what they're trying to tell
2: 2023, us? 2023, you
3: can count on one. <laughs> Look, I don't know how you make friends, but...
2: <laughs> I only have like five friends left and three of them are on this podcast.
3: <laughs> Man, sure.
0: this has been a harsh calling for you
2: this year. <laughs> COVID was a bitch. <laughs>
1: even three years later that damn
2: i have so. friend object permanence so that number will go back up when i actually see people yes
3: <laughs> you big dumb sexy baby yes i am
2: oh <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, well that's the title of this episode <laughs> the time machine aka you big dumb sexy baby Put that in a T-shirt. That's right. Oh, I uh. can wear that T-shirt. <laughs> 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 Who wouldn't? Uh. Oh my so, god! So, uh, as we do on all of these, let's uh, let's take a look at the science. There really isn't any, right? Like, nope. You know, well, there's not. There's not even like a flux capacitor. Well,
1: well, there is. There is because they talk about the fourth dimension as time, true, which is established um it is in the book even though I guess there were maybe like discussions around it I'm sort of interested in like learning a little more about that because the initial scientific paper that established times the fourth dimension wasn't actually published until 1908 Einstein ended up using that as one of the bases for his later works that expanded upon the idea and then eventually became the theory of relativity so there's at least a hint to
3: science yeah
1: yeah.
2: No, like when they discuss, uh, why can't I touch the model? It's like, well, it's the same. If, if something wasn't on the specific point of the, of the, the axes of the three dimensions, you wouldn't be able to touch it. You'd miss it. And so adding the fourth dimension, it's not here. It's not, you know, you have three out of four, but that's not good enough for interactivity or to see it or to touch it or any of that stuff. You know, you have to wait until all four dimensions are aligned. Exactly. That was good. I, I had never really heard it described like that. And I I had gotten the basic concept, but that solidified it in a way that was easier to, to explain to other people. It was really good.
3: Although the dude's description of two-dimensional and three-dimensional <laughs> was painful. Not very <laughs> Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, you had to explain it to an audience that... uh You have to treat them like five year olds.
3: You gotta treat them like big, dumb, sexy babies. (laughs) That's right.
1: Oh,
2: you audience, you big, dumb, sexy babies. Well,
3: and maybe that's that has something to do with how this movie was made.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because they didn't go a lot into concepts. Although Rod himself was also kind of an idiot. Like, you know, you're traveling through time. Why do things changing in time somehow? throw you like my father died oh that's horrible well you, you knew where you were going
1: <laughs> like you went
2: 17 years into the future i'd be like oh yeah that sucks was what was that i
1: was like do you think your friend was immortal you're going right to in time. right
3: and he wasn't no spring chicken before well i mean <clears throat> he actually was we just equate the way people looked in victorian times as being old they were not actually old. He had a baby at home who turned into the adult. Yeah,
2: they were probably there. like, what, in their 30s?
3: I would say probably, w- yes.
2: Well, but they only lived to like 50, so. Uh, okay, so, running down the rest of the list, where will we put this on the entertainment value? Let's ignore the science, everything else. How entertaining was it when it comes to a time travel movie?
1: You know, when you're drinking and can lock it. Kind yeah. Of like... it...
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was very MST3K worthy for me.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly.
2: Although that's what most of my, like, I, I'm glad to hear the rest of you say that, because that's basically most older movies. I'm like, I'll oh, throw it on the MST3K list, so.
3: Well, I think I, uh, yes, that, but I also appreciated, like, the effects, you know, mm-hmm. the way that, um, they, you know, moving through time was portrayed. I appreciated that. Um, you know, I think that I have a tendency to yell at inane movies and I yelled at this one a lot, even <laughs> though I've seen it, <laughs> I was still yelling at it.
2: It also had an old white man, yeah, like as the main, well, I'm sorry, a white man as yeah. the main uh, protagonist. Yes. So
3: a very self-important white man. You can just, you could just say white man. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just skip the old. It doesn't matter. Big boomer energy. Big boomer energy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh and thoughts on entertainment value?
3: I I
1: too enjoyed um just the general set dressings. It looked nice, the colors were nice and clean. So from a filmmaking perspective, it's you know, it's enjoyable on somewhat of a level. The acting definitely <laughs> wasn't going to be nominated for or winning any awards. Uh, but it's it's fun, it's dumb. And it yes, it ain't enough to inspire yelling, but that can be a whole different kind of pleasure.
2: I'm interested that all of you guys talked about how, like, you watched it as kids, uh, or at least Will and You talked about how you watched it as kids. Um, I would put this as, like, baby's first time travel movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't deal with, like, really important concepts, but it gets the job done when it comes to, mm-hmm. like, giving you the basic idea of time travel. And then there's, like, furry monsters with red eyes. So... Well, Fun
3: and I do have to say, and it did win award an award for it, the acting. No, <laughs> it won an Academy Award for best visual effects. I specified for the acting. Yeah. The effects? Not surprised. The effects were great. <laughs> yeah, yes? right. the acting? Not at all.
2: Yeah, like I mentioned, Weena was, uh, the actress that played Weena was 17 when they started filming. She turned 18 during filming. And there's actually a note in IMDb that her acting improved so much, they went back and reshot a lot of her scenes.
3: Interesting.
1: Wow.
2: Jesus. So that was the best she had.
3: So another thing that we haven't talked about is Rod Taylor, the Mm -hmm. actor, was playing H.G. Wells in the movie yeah. oh yeah. yes and hg wells was in the movie huh i don't know they have him here as the cast i don't think so because he died in 1946 so he wasn't in the movie yeah. writer
2: <laughs> you failed
3: i failed and i am d being
2: you d failed
3: well that's uh, because i'm using the g not the d
2: oh yeah see problem when you go looking for the g when you should be using the d
3: That sounds like a you problem, and my
0: problem, by extension. Big, (laughs) dumb, sexy sexy baby. (laughs) I also got some weird movie fact for you here. Um, The Warlocks were designed by Hua Ming Chang, who also designed the props for the original Star Trek series. Uh uh, Including the tricorder and the communicator.
3: Cool. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And
2: yeah. you could see some of that technology. I mean, there isn't a whole lot of it, but like down in the Morlock caves and some other areas, where it did seem very Star Trek-ish.
0: And uh, for the Morlock design, apparently, it was a combination of uh, latex, um, gorilla hair, um, yeah. and also glow-in-the-dark eyes that the the performers could set on, turn on. Approved. Nope.
2: Not it's unless over. they wanted to go
1: and yeah, shave a gorilla
2: alive. Oh
1: <laughs> uh, film that I'd watch that.
2: Dicks off for Harambe.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Harambe warlock. Uh, cool. So uh moving on to the time travel philosophy. Uh how strong was the philosophy and ideas of time travel in this? I guess he just wanted to fuck around and find out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, taking the science, like, which we've already discussed, and the nuclear explosion that should have vaporized him, I mean, I guess it's sound if what you're doing is creating a bubble, basically. Yep. And Um, traveling like a capsule through time. Somehow the bubble traps the air around him, which is
0: fine, but he was also surrounded by... (laughs) by extreme heats and extreme colds for like minute seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then he waited for a mountain to erode around him, which is kind of insane when you think about it. I'm just going to sit here for a while and see how this turns out.
2: (laughs) I liked that part because I did like that he is, he's thinking glacially. Like he's thinking in, in, in time in such large areas. And that's a good way for, for Wells to even explain it, but you know how many of the, the or how much uh evolution, things like that can all be occurring in that uh time period. So, the most fun category. Detriment to the space-time continuum. Uh this fucks the space-time continuum, right? Uh he
1: he gives no fucks about the ramifications of his action. Right. Right.
2: Well, he, and also he's here for the thrill. yeah, every one of his stops in the quote-unquote future, is a past to another future. Mm-hmm. Even even the future he ends up at, as we see, because he accidentally goes forward, and we watch the, the uh, Morlock disintegrate. So there is more future. So saving Weena and hosting a rebellion, which, by the way, I, this can't be just... The Eloy and the, the Morlocks just exist. There's only a dozen of each of them, <laughs> you know, in this in London. So he's kicked off a rebellion that will probably be quashed by other Morlock units or start a war. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too,
0: because he like what? They threw a bunch of dead wood into those air shafts.
2: Right. And he one thing a collapsed.
0: Big bada boom happens. And then they're like, and and the and the Morlocks are done. And I'm like, no, they're not. We have, no, just because you've got a, one destruction destroyed doesn't mean we don't have an entire other civilizations out there we don't know about.
2: Right, or go a thousand years into the future when the Eloi, uh, the last remaining humans on earth have all died of inbreeding, uh, you know. Or accidental death
0: because they don't know what poison
2: is. Right.
3: Or they just like someone's drowning and they drown. Um, yeah but it was like another point towards obviously you know this is london this is where london was so there is no other society once
2: again a very victorian yep
3: very victorian but also england is an island right so it is possible no
2: man is an island
3: we're talking about england not no man right but, you know, so, I mean, it is slightly possible that, yes, there could be others uh, somewhere else. But, yeah. I
1: Good mean, point. how close England is actually to France. I mean, people can swim across that. The idea that...
3: Yeah. People no, do swim. Absolutely.
1: But,
2: yeah, just... But my point is, even the simple act of bringing back a flower from the future, you're fucking the space-time continuum. Because you also handed it to a
1: scientist. 100%. Not to mention, who knows what. Well, diseases he's not really a scientist. Or chemical compounds have developed in that flower that are
3: not native. Yep. Yeah. Also, I think that was another said- nod to Victorian because he said, the, you know, my friend dabbles in botany. Oh. Yeah. So it's not it's like-, like
2: you, expert, identify this flower.
3: No, it's. You dabble in botany, tell me if you, you know. Ah,
2: in in Victorian flower language, this means nothing, which means it's never been seen before.
0: (laughs) So I actually had a thought now, because remember the ring system that had like the uh, nice recordings of other people talking about wars and diseases in the air?
2: That you in reality would have to spin like a million times to keep it going? Yes. God damn it, I gotta fucking finish this recording. Why do you- (laughs) oh and it starts over every time spin the wheel of destiny (laughs) um ring of morality turn 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 do
3: you know what (laughs) i thought of when i saw that those rings this is this is reaching but like early 2000s bjork funded this project to make a music table (laughs) and it was it like it looked a lot like that and it was like if you moved objects on the table it created different sounds and you could record like she used it when she recorded songs so that's what i thought of when i saw it so there's your obscure music fact oh and- <laughs> no no it was it's it, the idea was similar but it was like basically like a beatbox table yes <laughs> but it was depending on the objects and where the like what the weight of an object the you know if it blocks so much light whatever you know and you move them around to create different sounds
2: cool all right yeah <laughs> N- not my real dad oh, all really? right he beats me not 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 my real dad <laughs> get up get up get down get up get up mom mom <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Have you watched the same YouTube videos? Most likely. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, that that one's like early Newgrounds, so e-bombs world. Uh so, so, so yeah, spacetime so, continuum was fucked uh, yeah. one way or another. Um, not as badly as Back to the Future, especially once you get to the like second Back to the Future and the end of it because you shattered it and then kind of fixed it right yeah,
1: so entertainment yeah, value was higher so
0: <laughs> that's
2: true online <laughs> oh my god so no, anything but- uh anything more before we wrap on the time machine
0: i'm worried he brought some kind of advanced disease back to the, the 1900s because <laughs> He got accosted by some Morlocks before he went
1: back. Oh, he Cronenberg that time. <laughs> <laughs> Something terrible happened to those people.
2: Uh, why do I have five noses now? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they still had the sirens, so the Morlocks had nukes. Yeah. I'm just saying.
3: Well, that's what like, the, we're supposed to be missile silos. Right,
2: but that's what I'm saying, yeah. is if the Morlocks live in them, then the other, the other Morlock countries, the, the Morlocks in other countries don't even need to fuck around with going to investigate. They're just like, oh, we lost communication. Yep. Launch.
3: Nuke it from space.
2: <laughs> Fire the missiles! <laughs> <laughs> but I am Lim Morlock. <laughs> oh my god. You
0: know what I was thinking of? When uh, Anne mentioned France. French
2: Morlocks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this Eloy pairs nicely with a Cabernet, no?
3: (sighs) But instead of gorilla fur, it would have been marabou. They're French.
1: They're just more stylish. That's right. Smoke cigarettes and lounge
3: around. All these
2: Morlocks with like singed fur from where their cigarettes (laughs) burn them.
3: They just look better. And we just don't know why.
2: We would <laughs> formally like to apologize to all of our French listeners. We uh, are talking about some horrible <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> the one Morlock that doesn't speak. He's just trapped in a box.
1: <laughs> Marcel <laughs> Morlock.
2: The Mimelock.
0: <laughs> a, uh, a Ratatouille Morlock.
2: <laughs> but it's not it's like it's not a uh it's not a uh rat it's like an evolved rat so it's like a sleestack stack under his hat oh worst
0: kitchen ever
2: <laughs> okay well <laughs> i think i think we've alienated enough people uh um But overall, Time Machine, good watch. I I will say definitely belongs in the top five. Yay! Uh, Yeah, definitely a, a, I would say, foundation of time travel movies as we understand them. And in fact, as we have discovered in this, uh, referenced a bunch in going through uh, other time time travel movies that we have seen and adore. So any other final thoughts? Um, I also think that machine makes an appearance in the Gremlins movie, like the first one, but I can't remember where. Or when it does, it shows up at the invention uh, convention yep. at the beginning of the movie. Yep,
1: Thank and then you. And
2: it, it shows up and then it disappears. <clears throat> Beautiful.
1: There's also a whole episode of the unfortunate television series, The Big Bang Theory, that centers oh, around
2: yeah the
1: accidental purchase of the actual prop from the film.
2: Right, which is a whole story. Like, it was in storage for a long time, and then somebody bought it for $1,000 and restored it. And then it was, like, it is It is a, on a rotating... Uh, uh, the
3: original burned in a house fire.
2: No, the original little one. The oh, the model oh, burned oh. in a house fire. The actual big one is still around.
3: I thought I read an article.
2: No, the director took it home, the little model, yeah. and it was in his house, which burned in a fire. Oh, but not the model in the movie. That's still
0: traveling through time with a cigar. That's right. In it.
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh All right, everybody.
3: So I just had a thought. Uh Oh, so the little model of the time machine. Yes. What if, what if there's a sequel and he has to figure out a way to use the little the model of the time machine because the actual large time machine is. Destroyed. That'd be amazing. So it's like, honey, I shrunk the kid's time machine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or it's mixed with Gulliver's travels. And a Lily Putin in the future has figured out how to work the time machine.
0: <laughs> or humanity slowly evolves in a very tinier version of ourselves, and they're like, What the fuck is this?
3: <laughs> it's a Victorian sled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rosebud. <laughs> 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 okay everybody well uh please tune in uh next week when we will be discussing 12 monkeys oh man this one's this one is one of my absolute favorites it's um pretty good. yeah and uh definitely a mind fuck and we will be discussing uh as we started discussing during the time loop episode is 12 monkeys a time travel movie or is it a time loop movie or, or is, is it, it a warning <laughs> or is it a warning ah <laughs> uh, but until then please take it away i fight dragons ah!
0: They say that all in love is fair Oh, but you don't care You'll know what to do When it gets holy